Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Bad News Bears edition. We're ranking today, folks. My name is Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the man stepping up to the plate to deliver you a line, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Bustle Productions. Hit him, Tom. Why don't you shut your redneck mouth, you cruddy ass? God damn it. <laughs> That's, you found the, the least offensive one to, to start. That was exactly what I was going to say. This this is yeah. the point in uh, the Bad News Bears in Breaking Training where I became <laughs> grateful that uh, Tanner's slurs had shifted from racist to regionally based insults. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave out the, wh- the white people, please. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, when you're writing these characters for the first time and, you know, you're tossing around ideas as a writer and saying, you know, every one of these kids needs a gimmick. What can we give Tana? And then someone in the room puts their hand up and says, hate speech? Racist? (laughs) Imagine that. And then everyone agrees. I guess that's the part where everyone agrees. You know what I'm I'm loathe to admit is that... I mean, when I was a kid, probably that age, these are not things I would say, but if another kid said them, yes, you know, in 1977, you almost couldn't help but laugh. And the reason you would is because he's not supposed to be saying it. And I think that's enough yeah. for Hollywood at the time. Yeah. That's and, why it's you in know, the movie. And it's, it's, it's part and parcel of the way that the film is trying to break boundaries yeah. by, you know... And one side of that coin is having a more a more diverse cast, mm-hmm. and then the the other side of it is having children in movies do things that that they were should just not. Yeah, yeah, which were were inappropriate for kids to do, both with words and actions. Yeah, and that's ve- I mean that's very clear. That's clearly right. the project of these films. So you have to put it in that context. Not 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 that you have to let them off the hook, but. You certainly have to understand the intent of what they're doing and that sure. for them it's sort of two sides of the same coin, I think. But that's the question that I think confronts you when you watch these two movies. Because normally <laughs> when we when we see movies from this time, we'll bring up the misogyny or the racism. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, the refrain will be, I don't blame the movie for it. I blame the time it was made. Yeah. But with these two movies, I think you're confronted with, do we have to blame the movie? Yeah. You know? It it is more... Well, well, this is interesting because I was was surprised that how inclined I am to treat these two films separately. Mm -hmm. And to not to generalize about anything that applies to both of them. Yeah. And I I really wasn't expecting that. Um, no, I, and, yeah. and 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 uh, the one of these films was much more racist than I expected, and the other one was far less racist than I expected. Yeah, exactly right. And I don't think it'll be any surprise to anyone who has read the titles of these movies which movie I expected to be more racist. Of course, yes. But once you get past the you know the uh, the animated title sequence, it's not that bad. I mean, it's it's right. it's like it's. It's more racist assumptions and stereotyping. Sure. But there's not much there's not much um there's not it's as, not as much intentional racism as right. there is in yeah. breaking training. I mean by it a do- mile. It, it just doesn't make you go ah as much as breaking training does. And you're 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 you know, you're prepared for it. And to you do think that. Yeah, yeah, you think that you're gonna wanna hide under your your cushions. Especially when, after when, that 
Yeah, especially just when, after when you're, having just seen Breaking right. Training. You think, when you've seen well, Breaking Training one... and you know you're going to Japan. Exactly. Ah, oh, we're it's fucked. Like, so we've got no chance, right? I'm so and scared. The fir- and the first few minutes of the movie kind of confirms those expectations, but the rest of the movie defies them to a large extent. <laughs> right. Um. So, I mean, to me, what, what was fascinating about these two movies is that they're two... That sort of that is is how different they are, mm-hmm. because they they're both working to a pretty rigid formula, and yet there's a narrow are... scope for both for both of them. <laughs> That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, um, and yet they 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 read entirely differently, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of reasons for that, and we'll you know we'll talk about it as we go through the movies, but. To me, it all seems to come back to one of these movies. So both these movies are made in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And one of these movies is looking backwards to the 1970s. The other one is looking forward to the 1980s. Yeah, okay. <laughs> one, of the, one of these movies is sort of still in five easy pieces mode, right? <laughs> like, like character-led, bleak... Yes, gritty right. storytelling. The other right. one is already figuring out what the eighty sitcom version of the story is. Absolutely. And one is it's... starting to feel like Cannonball Run for Little League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, you know, they did. There was a Bad News Bears sitcom, right? Oh, I don't think I remember that. I believe there's I'd a TV series. I'd have to look it series. up. Was there? I, th- I think so. You can vamp for a second and I'll... Right. Uh, well, I ladies and I gentlemen, saw. we're talking about the Bad News Bears series. We have to rank and declare these two movies. We've got the Bad News Bears in Breaking Training. And we have the Bad News Bears go to Japan. That is correct, yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Did I vamp enough? No. What <laughs> <laughs> something? So uh, this is the um, yeah. There was a there was a TV series. The problem now, when is when was the series? Um, <laughs> this is like a IMDb, INDB seems to have a black hole where this series is concerned because it was there wasn't even a picture associated with it. Huh. Uh, oh no, that's that's happening. Oh, okay, so maybe there, is, maybe there isn't a TV series. So it's about to start. Uh, yeah, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. That's why there's no picture. I really... Huh. And I guess that's, that is just because so much of it crosses over with um, the idea of a sitcom. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure somebody in an office said, we can't do it on television. We won't be able to include the racism. Certainly not like network, te- well, <laughs> network television. I guess you could have done early That's cable. all there was, Tom. Well, That's all there by the time was. you get to the early 80s, you've got, <laughs> you've got the kind of uh, cable option. But You're getting close to HBO, yeah. Yeah, but yes. That's all. That, it would have been, yeah, you, there's no way you... But again, you could have done like a mash where you kind of kept the themes, but lost after the... mash. Well, no, you, like you know, mash went from a pretty explicit movie to a uh, oh okay a radical yet net like somewhat network friendly TV show. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I, I thought you meant the uh, the the after show. The after mash? No, no, I meant you know the 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 transition. The and, show itself. Yeah. And that's and I have a lot to say. Interestingly enough, I have a lot to say about uh, Mash. Le- yeah, le- leaving gap. Something that I think of when I think of Ma- the Mash TV show, leaving gaps for a laughter track, which both these oh, yeah. films seem to be doing. <laughs> uh, and watching it on my own, you know, on TV, uh, it, not laughing a lot. Not, not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you really notice you really notice those yes. pauses. You really notice right. the holds. Hold it, kids. Hold it. But again, I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say about that as well. Alright. Well, you know, obviously we're here to rank and declare. Yes. How 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 big a chore was this for you? 
Well, ba- the word bad is in both of the titles, so I feel like they're already leading. <laughs> they're already leading me <laughs> down a dark alley. Um, yeah. See, th- th- so this relates back to our last series, the Omen series, because mm. uh, you know at the at the final hurdle, I learned that Omen Four was a Canadian made-for-TV movie. And I was forced to reevaluate it with that criteria, and I have a similar struggle here. Where my my instinct is that that neither of these are very good films, but then I'm trying to sort of contextualize it within the project, mm-hmm. and that that complicates things a little bit. Mm, what am I judging success on? Well, I mean. <laughs> That's the question we have to ask ourselves every time every, we do every this, single right? Time, but it's different. But it could, it could like you said, because you're taking into time. context. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It changes from and you from know, mo- series to series. Neither of these films are shooting for the moon. Oh no. Um. So I take it you hadn't seen either one. Uh, so, <laughs> so I hadn't seen either one. I had never <laughs> seen the original Bad News Bears. Oh wow! Okay. Nor the the. Uh, the remake with um billy bob billy bob billy bob thornton has seen that and so when you mentioned it i thought great because i love the series where we start with the sequels and then try and work back and and i try to figure out what the original film was like (laughs) and i also one of my favorite film stars is walter Matto, and uh (laughs) then i get to the beginning of breaking training find out that he is, he is not to, to be, be found, found in either of these two he is, movies he, is, he will not be in that movie and that basically everything you need to know about the original movie is self-evident from watching these two so it, i was i was kind uh, of I, I, i'm gonna disagree with okay, you there great. But i'm glad that's the case because you hadn't seen it we'll talk about oh, it but fantastic. there's some weird shit going on and then we can the see beginning it, of both of these movies the, but we don't have to talk about it too much because we will eventually watch it and right? and the reboot on our patreon Oh yeah. If you know the world lasts that long, that's. <laughs> Don't go bleak. Yeah. Don't go bleak so early. Come on. <laughs> well, I just, I, you know, I, I it's like, I, it's all I, in a way, it's optimistic because that's assuming that that's the variable, not that we won't go on that long, but but that the world won't <laughs> go on that long. So in a way, I'm being overly optimistic about our chances. I think what was a, li- a bit alarming in watching these movies, one more than the other, but what was a little bit alarming was feeling like we've gone back to a world where so much of this is what people in America have missed about America. Hmm. Well, being able to say and do the things that the kids do. Just anything you fucking want. Doesn't matter. But it's it, uh, it's sort of a... It's a weird split between, like, childhood fantasy mm-hmm. and, you know, the... It's the child's idea of what the adult world is and vice versa. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> So right. you presumably it's not children writing these films. <laughs> so the adults... It's, uh, there are times where it really feels like it, though, Tom. <laughs> but, you know, it's adults assuming what, what kids like and do yeah but it's also you know trying to work from the child's perspective as like you know what would i do if i was uh how old are these kids supposed to be i know i don't want to ask such a difficult question so early on in the episodes (laughs) i mean i i would say that they could be anywhere between 10 and 15 16 (laughs) i hadn't even consciously sort of like addressed it in my notes but in the yeah. back of my mind, what was going on is like every time I see a different kid, they look like they're in a different demographic. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> um. But but anyway, I, I so that's that's a kind of weird. That's a sort of weird split where it's kind of working in both directions. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I I, I don't know. It's it, it certainly not this. Not many kids' films like it anymore. And And I guess the point is that there never were. Because this is 
this, Maybe. this is the antidote to that. But now we don't make yeah. these films anymore. So it's a weird right. time capsule in the middle of two really weird, two like tendencies of children's filmmaking. Sure. Because I can't think of a lot of other movies. I mean, you have the extremes like Children of the Corn. That's when you horrible. dip into the horror, I don't think that when counts. you dip into when you dip into the horror genre, but you don't have a lot of film, you know. It's like a <laughs> like we know Dennis the Menace and those kind of things, but yeah, and this it, seems it's just hard. these seem different unto themselves. You're right. I think you you can't help you can't think I can't think of any other examples that don't eventually sort of diverge into cutesy. Or yeah, uh, you know, children's horror, <laughs> or right. horror featuring children. I guess we should say it, you, your choices usually are children of the corn or the mighty ducks. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. So this, this this is the lukewarm water in between. This is this is somewhere in between. But that that's see that that's why I that's why I struggle. I think because I sort of think that. This these films answer a lot of these two films answer a lot of the criticisms that I have of cinema that features children, mm. and yet I, I I can't tell if they're entirely capitalizing on what they set out to do. Can you speak to those? I mean, what what well, do you no, mean? I what mean, are I, your, I, some of your criticisms? Well, just what generally? Yeah, I mean, you know, you the that they are overly sanitized. And uh-huh. don't offer, you know, uh, not necessarily an honest view. accurate f- view of childhood, but something that that is, you know, at least a meaningful, somewhat authentic account of childhood. No, I agree with that. Um, I mean, when I think back on my childhood, there weren't, you know, you weren't hurling racial epithets, but we certainly cursed a lot and gave each other a yeah. lot of shit. And it was all fair game. When I was a kid, you know? Yeah. And this movie kind of, this movie at least harkens back to that. But even, that but sort that's of, treated differently in each film. No, yeah, I agree. So what? But that's what I was going to say, because when I look at these two movies, I see two different movies. In one movie, I see a vehicle mostly for the children. In the other, I see a vehicle for a star. Tony Curtis. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. No, it's the yeah. Tony Curtis show featuring the Bad News Bears. Um, right. <laughs> again, that's not as off-putting. I am astounded that Tony Curtis is in this movie, by the way. I asked you if you'd seen these movies. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. I was so sure that I had seen both of these movies. Yeah. And then having watched them, I realized, oh, no, no, no. I'd seen Breaking Training. I never saw the Bad News Bears go to Japan. And... My my only foreknowledge of the Bad News Bears Ghost of Japan was it appearing on a number of worst sequels of all time lists. Yeah, right. And uh, so I'll go as far as saying I don't understand that at all. I mean, maybe maybe just people haven't seen as many sequels as we have when the, <laughs> the people writing those lists just they're, they're just they're not deep enough in the hole. Maybe it's yeah, that. but you got to admit that but it's a bit I, of an I odd. Duck. I don't feel like this is an abject failure. I think people. I I, I doubt whether the people no, putting, I, putting that putting the film on the list have actually seen the film. I think they're going off the title because I because uh, maybe I I'll tell I you was this. Expecting it to be far worse than it was. Yeah, far far. Worse. I I I started off thinking. That it might be as bad as that, yes. but it started winning me over yeah, no, at I a agree. certain point. I agree. I must say, to my great shock, I'll also add. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's also about how how the two films work together in tandem because, right, whether yeah. whether it's conscious or not, the, the one this feels like a rebuttal to the other, you know, the sort of the 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 virulent racism of the first is called out in the second and yeah that i mean i really didn't expect that to happen i didn't expect for them to have answers to their own prob uh, representational problems 
<laughs> but occasionally they occasionally they do and I mean, you know, we'll get into it at the time, but I was so when we get there, but I was so scared about how they were going to handle obviously being in Japan, but also the issue of World War 2. Right. And I don't think I've got anything but praise to say about how sensitively they handled that. There's a lot of shit going on in that movie that I think for a movie in, you know, 1978. Yeah. There's not a single subtitle in that movie. Yeah. That's fascinating to me. Steven Spielberg was just, you know, kind of patting himself on the back last year for that sort of thing in Hollywood. Now you're taunting me. You're you're trying to get me to say something bad about Spielberg. <laughs> Hard to resist, friend. It is in that context, I'll tell you. <laughs> you you wanted me to say he's all he's always patting himself on the back about something. <laughs> Not what he should actually be patting himself on the back for, which is having made Temple of Doom. <laughs> But I'm not going to say that. I think it's a little dark. (laughs) That's what he keeps saying. And Harrison Ford. Yeah, I think we went a little dark on that one. And George Lucas does. Oh, you mean with the ripping out of the hearts? Okay. George Lucas doesn't understand what they're talking about. I know. So, yeah. Well, I I, absolutely. And not even... I mean, there's there's on the... On superficially, and I... Like, I, I was waiting for the moment where you know american films do what they've been doing since the end of world war ii which is to sort of demonize the japanese and their conduct during the war mm-hmm. and the opposite kept happening and it really threw yeah. me <laughs> like it yeah. really honestly threw me <laughs> sometimes i felt like i was getting a more balanced view of japan than lost in translation and that fucking freaked me out <laughs> well, I was also, I, 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 I have to admit, I was completely thrown by the end of that movie by how sweet one relationship became. Yes, definitely. I mean, I know exactly. What, we'll get there. Well, I know exactly. But what, I know you know what I'm talking I know, yeah, about. Yeah, and and there, there's a there's a moment that made me in that relationship that made me tear up. Yeah. <laughs> And you don't expect that oh, I, going into all, the bad news bears go to Japan. This is all coming from left field, and I believe that's a baseball term. <laughs> Correct? You're not far off. Oh, okay. Listen, <laughs> I, the, both these films made me wish I knew the rules of baseball better than I do. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm not sure the movies know the rules of baseball, but I, I, so I guess it doesn't matter too much. As an outsider to the game i can definitely tell that they don't understand the protocol for calling off a game (laughs) it's amazing but so i guess we can ask the question this is a you know an introductory episode are these sports movies so i mean there you know what's funny is that there because there's so many notes that i have where i'm you say something like, an hour and 18 minutes in, we're finally seeing baseball. That kind of thing. But it's the opposite in, in Ghost but of Japan. But in Japan, you're, you're too, like, too wow, much. we're getting to the baseball quick. Too much sports, <laughs> and then, if anything. And then, and then suddenly, of course, it disappears for an hour. So... Well, I mean, yeah, we don't have thing... to answer it now. I just wanted to. Like, nah, yeah. I was, ho- I was, I was asking you in case you had a definitive answer either way. But the fact that you don't, I don't. You're no, in exactly yeah. the same position as me. I'm like, I don't. No, of course. I know these films think of themselves as sports movies, but I don't know if they actually are. I'm not sure they're right. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, you know, I mean, an- another... so much of both of these movies feels like, you know, get. Every kid in frame, just go, kids, do something. And, that, and you know, that's as far as they got, you know? That would explain a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially how slow the reaction shots in these films are. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't know if they're holding for laughter 
or they're um or the kids take a few seconds to warm up you know before before right. they realize the camera's on them Hello, editor you can cut some of that <laughs> if you'd like but you know well, well we'll we'll get into it we'll get into it when we get in the episodes <laughs> but but i'll headline it now i think they are purposefully leaving spaces for uproarious audience laughter mm-hmm. that they think is coming i think that's part of it uh, I think but doesn't that feel like they're resting on the laurels of the previous, you know, of the first movie too? Yeah, I just, I, I mean, partly that's because that, how that's hilarious historical. is what they've written? No, that's no, not very funny. I mean, <laughs> breaking. Tra- I would say there's funny. So I think there's funny stuff in Ghost of Japan. Most of it's actually Tony Curtis's design. Um, mm-hmm. Breaking training. I don't know if they're going for upsetting, but that's the note they hit pretty much every time. I mean, that's I why think I go back it... to five easy pieces. You know, it, it's yeah, like the comedy is tinged with the sadness of that movie. Right. <laughs> but I also think that movie is going for something different. Oh, I, I know. I, that, <clears throat> but it comes that we out, recognize it comes out in the that we the recognize as character development. <laughs> You know, oh, there is, well, they're this they're going of, for something, yeah. And you can say that about Japan, but it I don't think it ever reaches to the point of being earned. Not in Japan, no. Japan, I I don't yeah. think. Like I say, I think I think you know it's the it's the good it's the it's the Goodfellas painting. You know, one dog goes one way, the other goes the other. Is <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> and this <laughs> and this guy say, "What do you want from me?" Uh, <laughs> you know, this is this is two movies. One is looking back at movies from the seventies. The other one's looking forward sure. to what the movies of the eighties will be. So you can't compare them directly to each other, which is what right. we have to do. And these two films are, make that's that well, project surprisingly hard, given that yes, because you think they're going to be identical. Yeah, and th- that's one of the things that I found very difficult. In maybe not so much in ranking, but declaring, <laughs> because one of these movies upset me more, yeah. but I think is a better movie. I, I think we're on the same page, yeah. Okay. And I think it's it's the it's the kind of the legacy of the movies that that they're that they're they've inherited that make it seem better than it actually is. Right. Yeah. Um. But if you ask me which one I enjoyed more, I might have a different answer for you. Really? I th- I think so. I mean, I what really are these films? Not... I mean, what are these films supposed to be? But re- just good, honest, enter- dishonest entertainment. <laughs> you caught yourself. <laughs> one movie goes one way, the other goes the other way. One's honest, one's dishonest. This guy's in the middle saying, "Hey, what do you want from me?" And Tony Curtis is in the middle saying, "What do you want from me?" He's Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we've procrastinated enough, yeah. I assume. I want to hear basic. So this is this is a. I guess I put you. You will probably think of rarity. I just want to hear from you, because mm-hmm. I don't. I need context on this. I need another point of. I need another viewpoint. Okay. To rationalize. I think we're to rationalize what I'm thinking because what I'm thinking is is all over the place. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to judge these movies fairly for what they are and what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want our standards to slip. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. <laughs> I mean... I don't want yeah, people, we went people this. quoting this back to me five years from now, saying, <laughs> remember, remember when you said... See, but I'm I'm already in the hot pod. I mean, I already said Omen 4, good movie. Yeah, you know? but you know, so, but you're, even though I disagreed, your rationale was sound. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> More sound than I, so, I gave it credit for at the time. And excellent. I'm having the same dilemma with, with these movies as... It's like I can see when it's so clear what they're trying to be, it yeah. makes it harder to take pot shots at it, right? In the same in the same way that we do loftier movies that we've done that are I think aiming one much movie, higher than this. 
I think one movie is a bit clearer on what it wants to be. I could be wrong. I don't know. I never, I never had that problem watching these movies. I never. Okay. I said I don't think they're failing at what they're do, what they're doing. What they're doing is it very different, and both of them totally different from what they expected. Yeah. But I don't think internally they're struggling. <laughs> I. Um... Don't know. One of them did not win me over until late in the movie. So uh, take that for what it's worth. You'll find out in a moment. I'd say that about so, both of them. Is that it right? It took me a good hour in both of them to, to understand Actually, yeah, you might be right. where I where I was supposed to be as the audience in relation to what was <laughs> right. going on. And when I did, it, it, it went down a lot easier. Okay. I mean, one... One movie I could recognize as a movie with recognizable <laughs> with things that I understood. A Characters, and an end. Yeah. a plot, yeah. a beginning, a middle, an end, uh, a character arcs. And, of course, within that was terrible, terrible racism going on, which was really hard to swallow, yeah. which was, yeah. which was the, and the, the and you know. And is out and isn't. Yeah, it's never called out. And that was the thing that made it hard where I thought, wow, I think this is a better movie, but I'm not, like you said, I'm not sure I enjoyed it as much. Yeah. But I recognize it as a movie. So for for me, coming into this, I thought, I don't think I can do anything other than say at the top of my list is the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. And what I'd add to that by saying... This comes from a tradition of movies that you're not supposed to outwardly enjoy in the same way you might expect to enjoy a movie about a child baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. There's a bleak worldview attached to it, which comes from 1970 cinema. Sure, yeah. That means that but that didn't, you know, I don't know. There was, I thought a lot of that was also wrapped up in one particular character arc that felt kind of after school special. But again, I recognize it as you mean reuniting an with arc that? in a movie. Yeah. How far? See, uh, maybe maybe this is the maybe this is the the father bias as well. So that was what th those those parts of the movie. There was nothing artificial for me in those. Like all the artifice of the movie dissipated in those scenes between Kelly and his and his dad. Uh huh. It never felt. None of it felt contrived. But no, I agree. Okay. That's what I'm okay. saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Even Carmen's sort of arc from fantasy yeah, fantasist I... to actually reasonable player was I find quite compelling. I think they picked the right kid to follow through the movie. Anyway, I agree with I you. I got a lot I... to say about him yeah. and not all of it might be fair. No. I don't you know so uh but we'll get to it when we get to it. More diversity does not mean less racism. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. And I think and the one thing is about... the perfect example of that. Oh my gosh, the one thing about that movie is it is it's like a compulsion. It's equal opportunity. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to leave anybody alone. We're talking about peace pipes. They're talking about little people. They're talking like nobody is left unchecked. Nobody. Italians taking it right on the chin. What if, what if it turned out that Tanner had Tourette's and we were just all marginalizing <laughs> we were all just him for the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you could absolutely, you know, with a few lines of dialogue, you could you could make that subplot happen. Yeah, we only with have a few a, lines we spend of dialogue. Minutes you... of the film, like finding out about the characters. So, with a few lines of dialogue, you could also find out why he's not going to Japan. They choose not to do that. I think it's very. I I, I think that's clear. <laughs> and all I not... had to think was. We have to get rid of him yeah. because we don't want this. We want a nice movie. It, that that to me that choice stands up, right? That is the first. Yeah. Like the first <laughs> thing we do is Tanner cannot step foot in another country because look how he acts to people who are American. But he is. But he is a person that was in the first two movies. You'd think they'd at least just say, like they do in Breaking Training. Ah, he broke a leg. I got so many questions about it. again. 
two films totally different. One is fixated on characters that aren't in the movie. The other refuses to recognize their existence. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe. maybe All right. So, so maybe when they were designing Tanner, you know, when they put him up, put the character up on the on the whiteboard, they were like, they sort of like he's <laughs> his two defining characteristics: hate speech, and he's kind of in love with with Looper. <laughs> <laughs> in a way that none of us understand uh yeah breaking right. training i i think is is a better all-round movie so i'm gonna put it okay and i guess from what you're saying quite a departure as a sequel as well from from bad news bears yeah i mean i think so hmm. it's i mean look we're going we have surrogates we're doing, you know what I mean. Well, so for half the it's film. it's, yeah. Actually, no, we have three different surrogates stringing the film together. Mm -hmm. But what's strange is it's very hard. Th these move these sequels don't seem to care. By the way, yeah, but it's we very care difficult. far more about this than they do. No, yeah. which is why it's so hard <laughs> to criticize yeah. on it's, these grounds. It's 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 the Rocky problem, right? It's hard to turn Rocky. You're, it's it's hard to turn Rocky into the underdog uh -huh. in Rocky Three, and and so when you have a first movie in which they got so good they got to the championship game, and then in this movie they gotta suck again. So it's how do they suck again? I think they have, and apparently I think they have all the ways they suck. I think they have cohesive answers to those questions. Yeah, I mean I agree. They, you know, but uh, you know. If you were to play sports, you'd also realize if your team sucks, it's hard to fix it in an afternoon. Right, but isn't it? But also, this movie yeah. supposes that you can do it in an afternoon. But uh, well, I. I but I, I'll say yeah. this: the movie. I think you're right that the movie has answers for that. This movie has an obsession with the kids being responsible to and only themselves, which doesn't work for them in a myriad of ways. Yeah. So they need an adult to like check them. Uh, yeah, and that is in there. That's a part of the movie. That is definitely so, a part of the movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should restrain myself from asking the question I want to ask, but I'll put it out there. Don't feel like you have to answer it now. Is this okay. an aftermath sequel? <laughs> <laughs> I think it I is. Think it is. Okay. Well, talk not only that, I was very surprised to see this movie. In the first five, ten minutes, set up the next movie. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Like another 1978 movie that we've recently talked yep. about. <laughs> Subscribe to Patreon, everyone. Um, yeah, well, yes, as it's you're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, I think I yeah, I think it's an. So we both have breaking training yeah. at the top of our list, which means going to Japan. Uh, by sheer virtue of yeah, the only other the film two, left, yeah, the two for the goes couplet. to the bottom. Yeah, this couplet, yeah. But is it close for you? <sighs> I, <laughs> I personally don't think it's too close, but I do think it's closer than I ever thought it could be, or should be, or would be. You know, this comes down to like what you value, and in the end, I'd rather watch a I watch rather watch a movie that has some authenticity, versus mm -hmm. one that exists in this kind of meta world between yeah, the movie yeah. between the movie and what's going on behind the scenes, and that's clearly, you know, absolutely by make by making that's breaking training by uh, by making it so much about by make Ghost of Japan is so much about showbiz. Mm-hmm. And the media that it... and more and one man's quest to get on top of that heap. Yeah, and it's sort of uh, it goes into a weird sort of limbo between reality and media. Yeah, the one thing about Japan is I kept thinking to myself, clearly, one actor in particular was saying, "Okay, I'll be in your movie. Here are my stipulations." That's what the movie feels like. I don't get any of that. No? You're talking about Tony Curtis, right? Tony Curtis. I mean, it's it's so Curtis-centered. I've seen him do that. Like, I've seen Tony Curtis phoning it in, and I don't think this is this. This is that. Oh, I don't think he's phoning it in. I'm just saying he said, let's focus on me. 
I want bits. I want things to do. Let me He's be the center. He's an big so, star, though. I don't. I think it's just. I agree. I no, I mean designing... we're talking Spartacus. We're talking some like it hot. Yeah. You know he is Tony Curtis, but I don't know. I don't. I don't it's... think it's a vanity project. Not at all. Because you have two movies that are well, maybe not. I mean, for, obviously the first one has math out, but but it's still it's it's a Obvious movie. <laughs> Apparently not it's, to be. This still, the first two movies are two movies in which, for the most part, the kids are taking center stage. Well, they have to in the second one because they don't have a lead actor for about half the movie. I know. <laughs> so here they and so to yeah. have to have that be a departure in the third movie feels weird because what I think most people loved about the Bad News Bears were the Bad News Bears. They loved. They liked the kids. I mean, you, what you're saying, what you're saying is right. Somehow that doesn't, it, it doesn't equate to a vanity project for me. Like I just think, okay. I don't know. I just think, I don't know. It's like it's it's an old Hollywood way of doing things. No, I agree with that. I mean, I could, that, yeah, that star system, and I just think it kind of mm-hmm. meets in the middle. It's like we've got this, we've got this prop, we've got these kids. There's one thing that are, I really love popular. in that movie. We've got this star. Uh-huh. Who, sure, he's you know veteran, but still can pack him in. I mean, you know, he 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 has some hits late on in his career, Boston Strangler, etc. Right, um, right. So he's still got something of a reputation he can play, and it just I don't know. It feels <laughs> like a happy, a happy medium. <laughs> but uh, I say, right. I like I I don't know. I, I I'm probably very susceptible to old-fashioned Hollywood-style entertainment <laughs> in a way that... No, yeah, I mean... And I think that's what it's going for a lot of the time. But in another sense, like, it, it you know, in the same way, I, like, obviously, and it's hard to separate this from what we now know about him, but, you know, a few years later, The Cosby Show comes out. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby builds a sitcom around him having semi-improvised conversations with small female children Mm -hmm. and this kind of gets to that first so okay and i enjoy like i like that i don't think oh the rest of the sitcom suffered because there was too much of cliff and rudy like i don't don't know it's just oh no just entertainment to me i don't know okay that's fine that's fine maybe i am marvin lazar (laughs) i'm just saying it, it crossed my mind a lot but it doesn't it doesn't make it detract from his interaction with the kids for me no so I think I, basically what I'm telling you is I am Marvin Lazar. My his yeah. worldview is mine, <laughs> yes. basically. In your heart of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, mm. let's get to it. We'll start with breaking training. <laughs> is breaking training a good movie? It's a good if if they didn't go with Better Call Saul, I'd say it was a great title for a Breaking Bad prequel. <laughs> That's about all I know at the moment. <sighs> oh God, I don't. I really don't know. I really need your help. What do you? You go first, please. I can't. <sighs> I know. I know. I want you to get me out of trouble, and you want me to get you out of trouble. But I'm not gonna get you out of trouble all right. because I, I, I don't know. Okay, here's my pro. Okay, okay, wait. <laughs> Here. No, I no, I've just except- thought of a wrinkle I didn't even think of that makes everything harder. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> here's here's my dilemma. There are things that are terrible in this movie, <laughs> and as I said earlier, normally for a movie made at this time we might say, "Well, I'm not going to blame the movie. I'll blame the time it was made." Mm-hmm. But the choices are so direct and so intentional yeah. that I do blame the movie. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, and, I, I, and that knocks the movie down, yeah. you know, several, several, several pegs. But, uh, fuck, at the core of this movie, like I said when I called it good, or ra- when I called it uh, the top of my list, 
there are things I recognize as storytelling in this movie. Yeah, sure. And there's enough of those for me to say it is a good movie, but barely. Okay. So that's where I sit. I just scanned my notes. It's a bad movie, clearly. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just wanted me to go first. You laid your no, bear no, trap. No, no, it wasn't a trick. So that it, you could... <laughs> I was just, you know, I was getting seduced by my own rhetoric about... Uh, but then I realized, if, if I am judging it against those 70s movies that I like... This isn't even on the map. Oh, well, no, of course not. And there's there's definitely, I mean, there's enough wrong politically as you're talking about, but also yeah. at a filmmaking level, I think it's a bad film. Okay. I mean, I, I don't hate it. Um, no. And I, I don't think it's a terrible film, but I think... I think it's it's definitely on the on the bad side. There's too much okay. It's too much not working, I think in the movie. That's fine. But it you could probably has convince me on You probably could convince me on any other day, but today by an ass hair, I'm saying it's a good movie. <laughs> Well, I already now, I already waxed, so <laughs> I didn't think of you as a waxer. I, I, I definitely am not. No, it was for, it was for the metaphor only, <laughs> not in real life. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't so think now... of you as a waxer. What a nice way to say you, Harry Baboon. <laughs> no, I just think you're so confident. You just let it go. Wherever it is. <laughs> Take me as I am, world. That's right. Just let the hair float away like the leaf in Forrest Gump. <laughs> and I know I've, right. got, now I've got myself into a bind. Cause... So that's what I was going to ask you, because you seem to like the next movie a little bit more, but you've already called the movie you ranked above it bad. Yeah. Does that mean going to Japan is automatically a bad movie? Or is it good, but... Somehow, not above breaking. Well, I've training. done that before. It's not unprecedented. Yeah, I know you're a maniac. I, I think Back to the Future, uh, and and I can still partially remember the rationale for that, <laughs> and it still kind of <laughs> makes sense to me. If you say so. Um. Okay. Well. well you you think it's a bad movie, don't you? I do. Yeah. I think God. it's too this is clumsy. This is nineteen seventy eight, though. I think it's too clumsy and too weird <laughs> and too <laughs> oddly focused. Adjectives, yes. <laughs> uh, for too long <laughs> to be a good movie. I'm, but I'll tell you know. Having said that, at a certain point, it starts winning me yeah. over. It's bad. Thank you. Well, I'm not saying it for your benefit. I'd happily disagree with you if, if I felt I could mount a case. Oh, I know. But I, I, I definitely, I, I, it's hard to. This normally our. our it's for, too odd to be good. Normally I just our want, format. I just want helps. Normalcy to to reign supreme. You know, this is probably the first time I felt that our format actually constrains what I want to say mm. about the movie. Um, because it doesn't cap none of the none of what I'm saying here captures how surprising the feeling of watching it. How surprising and surprisingly enjoyable this okay. movie was at times, and. Uh, breaking training is certainly surprising, and like you say, there is some good storytelling in it. But I, I, at no point, yeah, but some of the surprises I, are unpleasant. Some of the like surprises really are unpleasant. unpleasant. Yeah, some of the storytelling is bad, and it, it's rarely enjoyable in a straightforward way. Mm -hmm. You always get a little bit of, little bit of grit with your oyster. <laughs> a little tiny dollop of sand. Yeah, yeah. Um, God. All right. 
So, well, I mean, it's, 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 I'm, I'm fine with that because my instinct is they're both bad, but questions abound because what level are these kinds of films supposed to reach? Mm hmm. But I, I think certain, yeah, uh, certainly, I don't think either of them quite get to the standard they should get to given what they're trying to do. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So I, I think, like a, I think like one, a like a comment like you know comedy drama. I think off the time. one does what it's supposed to do. Well, it's like well, I, I think Breaking Training is you know if you if you judge it as like a like a comedy drama of the time, it's not hitting the high notes there. Oh no no yeah. So why do you think? Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just judging it as a baseball movie. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I mean, it's terrible as a baseball movie surely but it does what it's supposed to do in the but end there's not i mean we're gonna have to have this there kar- is a... we're gonna have to have this karate kid conversation all over again how much karate <laughs> do you need in a karate movie versus how much tea ceremony you know it's like it didn't bother me the, and, and bad news bad news best ghost of japan's got a lot of a lot of baseball in it I don't. I think it has less baseball than you think it no, does. No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> it does not, sir. It has. I mean, admittedly, it, it gets. You know, you you cut that with a bit of martial arts and wrestling. I'll say, but <laughs> I don't think it's skimping on the baseball. <laughs> I think. Well, it certainly has more baseball than breaking training. Yeah. I have to cop to that, for sure. Right. But you think the baseball is better used? Yeah. Costs a long time before they get anywhere near a coaching session in that film. Yeah. I think that's one of the big drawbacks for me. I agree. <laughs> what? We've got <laughs> nowhere. That's a problem. <laughs> but I'm saying, once it starts... It made me also, uh, just as a, a side note, both these films made me realize there was a, that in sports movies there was a time before Rocky and there was a time after. <laughs> sports movies were never the same after, after Rocky. That's interesting. I mean, it imbues so much of these two films again in totally different ways. Yeah, uh, you know, it feels like it feels like they're two different Rocky movies, but nonetheless. Rocky movies that haven't even been made yet, but but it definitely feels like we changed our whole mindset about how to make sports movies after Rocky came out. I mean, that's interesting to me, though. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I think I saw it. I mean, they mentioned. I'm, they do mentioned you think Rocky. Rocky gets that credit? Sorry. Do you think Rocky gets that credit? Well, we certainly give it that credit. Whether the right. whether the wider world does, I don't know, because anything to do with Sylvester Stallone, we're in the bag for it. Right. Yeah. I think I think it. I, I think, but I don't think people quite realize that. Like, if you go back to a sports movie from the forties or the fifties, you realize what's missing from the formula that Rocky added. Hmm. Except, I mean, Rocky was drawing on those movies, but it turned it into something. It it just packaged it differently, and now everyone yeah, packages but... it the same based on Rocky. Maybe, but what's interesting is because Rocky's seventy six, right? And so is the Bad News Bears, the original. <laughs> so they came out the same year. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's all it's definitely all part of the same That's movement towards grittier sports move, more socially realistic sports movies. Mm-hmm. Or has that always been a... See, I don't know enough about sports movies. Has that always been a genre that's fairly working class in nature? Mm-hmm. Because sports... I don't know. It are. depends on... Yeah, it depends on... I think each movie is taken, you know, on its own merits in that regard. I don't know why Lenny you can have... Stars Olympia is popping into my head. <laughs> that, that certainly wouldn't fit that model. <laughs> <laughs> documentary about the Nazi Olympics. I'll say. 
yeah. Well, I don't know. Question for another day, maybe. We need more sports movies. Yeah, we do. So what we've done, we need, we've done Rocky. We need more sports sequels. We've done this. Have we done any other sports movies? I don't think so. Huh. Yeah, we should. The, and, and, How and many? We, every time we do. Oh, it's Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. Tangentially. Um, and every time we do them, we comment. It's like, oh, sports are a great, <laughs> great content for sequels because there's always a there's right. always a rematch or there's always another fight or another game. Right, right, right. So you can just keep going. But it's like you know, I think of Karate Kid, Rocky, and and the Bad News Bears. Every you know, so many other sports movies are one offs. Mighty Ducks, you already right? mentioned that, right? There's a few of those. Yeah, Mighty Ducks. There's a few of those. I mean, I'm trying to think of a football movie with sequels. I can't come up with one off the top of my head. Wow. Unless That's there's direct video Varsity Blues. That in itself you know? is fascinating. Yeah. Why the hell aren't there, given how, how huge American football is, Yeah. why the fuck is... They're not like two or three Fast and Furious style franchises following, you know. And you know what's weird is I don't who also go into space. As as important as sports are in American culture, I don't know that Hollywood thinks of sports movies as the safest bets. Which is weird because look at Top Gun. That's Maver- weird, look right? At Top Gun Maverick, which is essentially a sports movie. I mean, it's a war movie, but <laughs> no, I mean it. You know, it's war as sport, right? Yes, I know what you mean. And look how well that did. Yeah. People in Hollywood. Are but you have to. Hollywood's I mean, that's a, so an entirely stupid. different example. I read. This is how stupid people in Hollywood are, right? I read. A, I read an article today. <laughs> I think it was on Deadline or one of those sites. Like the the writer of of the latest Ant Man movie, mm-hmm. talking about how surprised he was that the reviews for the film were so terrible. It's like you fucking idiot. <laughs> Why was he surprised? What was the reasoning? There was no reason. He just went. He just said, "I thought it was great. Yeah, he, I thought exactly. the script I wrote that was brilliant." What he, that is literally what he said. He was like, <laughs> "I thought it went really well. All that stuff I wrote for <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, um, I was like, was fantastic. Literally, it was just like, you really don't get it, do you? Wow. All right. Yeah." So, so maybe that's it. It's like Hollywood doesn't know what's good for it. Maybe. Because I like, you know, when I go into a sports movie, I'm, I'm, I want to give it the benefit of the doubt because I know mm-hmm. that like Rocky, they're, they're, they're kind of, they're dumb movies in some respects, but you can, you can, they're very enjoyable and they win you, like they literally win you over. Yeah. They can win you over for sure. With the right treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody involved in Hoosiers thought Hoosiers was a good movie. And then it came out and everybody loved it. And everybody was completely shocked. Gene Hackman used to talk on set about, yeah, we're making this piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, that's probably not a surprise coming from Gene Hackman. but <laughs> Did he think he was still doing Quest for Peace? Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> basketball? Did it, is there a basketball? from Space Jam? Is there a basketball? Well, uh, Hoosiers is a basketball movie. I know, I understand, but there's no Hoosiers 2 hoop drums. Right. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe you could... You know, it's an interesting question if the if the LeBron James is a remake or a yeah. sequel. It's definitely... feels more like a remake. I, I've marked but, its card for... I don't know. I've marked its card for a watch along, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, no. I, I, right. I think I think well, with this, I think you <laughs> everything we've done noble everything work. to say about this movie you have to do on a scene by scene basis, because yes. particularly if you haven't seen these films and they are both on HBO Max at least of, as mm-hmm. of recording they don't look as like, of now they don't look like they're disappearing anytime soon. Um, you you yeah if you haven't seen these movies and you're judging them just on the titles and what the movie's about that gives you absolutely no indication as to what happens in these films right. oh no so definitely all uh, right if, if you you know sometimes it's funny just to hear us talk about 
movies that you haven't seen. With this one, definitely watch along. <laughs> I agree. Because I agree. You're going to hear some stuff come out of our mouths, and I don't want to be responsible for it. You're going to be dumbfounded. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know that the movie's making me have this conversation. Conversation, yes. I'm not Absolutely. bringing it up of my own volition. Please don't put us in the penalty box. Different sport, but still a sports analogy. Although we will, we we will make a we will make a devoted effort to not use the same terminology yes. as is being used in the film. That is a that's an everything sequel promise. That's a promise. I can't. We're better people than that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tell us what you think. Do you have breaking and training at the top of your lists? Watch these movies to find out if it is. Of the Bad News Bears sequels, obviously. Yes. If you have it higher on a general movie list, let us know as well. <laughs> oh, please. I've already made the five easy pieces comparison. Maybe I'm not alone. <laughs> You're going to have to find us and let us know. Send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and let us know what you think. All right. We both have breaking training at the top. I say breaking training is barely good and going to Japan is bad. Tom says they're both bad. Say goodbye to everybody, Tom. Crabs? What crabs? Oh, crabs. <laughs> Yeah, there is a familiar old Hollywood. Speaking of old know. Hollywood, did you uh, did you, uh, did you ever own or rent those uh, laser light VHSs that had introductions from Tony Curtis on them? No, they're really hard to track down online. I had one for His Girl Friday and Gunga Din, both Cary Grant movies. Mm. I think basically they gave him the Cary Grant movies because I know they're both Cary Grant. I know, movies, but I'm, I'm making condescending. But he is also not Cary Grant yet. He's famous for doing a Cary Grant impression in the film. So basically, they were like, "Well, he can come on. He can do that one an anecdote he has about meeting Cary Grant and Cary Grant right. saying, oh, don't talk like that." And <laughs> but like, it's just it, like there. Well, I talked about you know. The best part of those laser light introductions, this is way later than Goes to Japan, is that at the mm -hmm. end of the introduction, he goes, I'll be back after the movie. I was like, well, I'm not coming back. I have the option <laughs> to turn up. And I you're, wonder, you're on your own, sir. And I wonder whether this was, like, whose misunderstanding of the medium was this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that people could actively that... turn off. If they wanted to, and take the tape out. <laughs> well, wait, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. I got one more story about Cary Grant. <laughs> On that note, we say goodbye and stay tuned for the Bad News Bears in Breaking Train. Did you know that the Everything Sequel podcast has a sequel? It's our Patreon, and for a low monthly donation, you can get up to two exclusive full-length ad-free bonus episodes. $5 a month gets you an episode discussing all the original movies from the series we've covered on the podcast. And that's a lot of snakeheads. But $10 a month scores you the reboot. To boot. Support Everything Sequel on Patreon and reap the benefits of amazing brand new content you quite literally can't get anywhere else. Got more money than sense? We also offer one-time payments that will get you in the driver's seat of the podcast. Maybe even the passenger seat. That metaphor doesn't work, but our show does. So join the Patreon and believe the hype. It's a sequel. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, 
and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life. And Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time.